Thank you so much, Olivia Williams, for your beautiful music ministry. And thank you, Olivia, for being our wonderful office administrator while Raven is on maternity leave. Amen. Thank you so much. It is a joy to worship together today. Praise God for the presence of all of you here in the sanctuary of Rosewood Church of the Nazarene. Praise God for those of you viewing online and others listening by radio. I uh, just want to express appreciation to those of you who lead our various Bible studies uh, on Sundays through the week, both for children, youth, and adults. Uh, this morning at 10 a.m., I was, I was in the Bible study Sunday school class with Dorothy Ray, and just a wonderful lesson, excellent lesson. If you haven't joined the Sunday school adult Bible class Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., I want to encourage you to come next week and in the weeks to come, and you will be blessed and enriched. Amen. Thank you to those of you who have been giving for world missions over these months. We're so grateful. And as we look ahead to the end of April, we have a goal of giving $60,000 for world missions by the end of April. And we have about another $25,000 to go to reach that goal. So in the next couple of months, let's all pitch in and give lovingly and generously to support our missionaries worldwide. Amen. Well, our theme today in the message is how to love and deal with difficult people. Yeah, how to love and deal with difficult people. Recently, I began a study of Colossians chapter 1, and we came to Colossians chapter 1, Verse 4, why don't we read it in unison together? For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people. We have heard of your love for all of God's people. I said before that when I read that Bible verse, I thought of how beautiful it is to have love for all of God's people. I also thought of how you and I can, can, can love. How is it that we can love and deal, especially with difficult people? Uh, difficult people are sometimes referred to as sandpaper people. Have you heard that? Because they can rub you the wrong way. And others call difficult people EGR. People, EGR. Do you know what EGR stands for? Extra grace required. Extra grace required. Now the truth is, most of us, there might be a few individuals out there who are totally perfect, but the truth is, most of us have been difficult people at one time or another, and some... And some people are EGR individuals for extended periods of time. I hope you're not one of them. In two previous messages, here are the different kinds of difficult people that we so far 
have studied. All right, in two previous messages, I shared with you about very demanding, pushy people, loudmouths, bulldozers, bullies. Okay? All right, you see those on the screen? Yes? All right. Then we also talked about another group of people that we, I termed very critical, picky people, right? Then we talked about the crybabies or chronic complainers or discontented individuals. And then we discussed the hidden agenda, difficult people. And last week, we focused on the gossipers, the gossipers. Well, today, let's turn our attention now to the insulters. The insulters, I-N-S-U-L-T-E-R-S. What does it mean to insult someone? Well, you look up the definition of insult and it, it says this. To insult is to speak to or treat with disrespect or abuse. To speak to or treat with disrespect or abuse. Have you ever been insulted? Probably. Probably too many times. Insulters are what we might call the, the smart mouths. They, they run off their mouths. They are insulting. They put people down. They can also be bubble bursters. They like to burst your bubble. You know what I mean? They love to tear you down. They, they get joy. They get joy from telling you how you don't measure up. You know, you don't measure up. They can be disrespectful, petty, and mean, although some, sometimes they try to come across as being very spiritual. Hmm. By the way, people who are often rude, R-U-D-E, the reason they are rude is because they are very insecure. The reason they are rude is because they are very insecure. Oftentimes, the more rude someone is, the more it is a sign of their insecurities. Did you know that? Now you do. All right. How do you deal, how do you and I deal with these kinds of people in our lives? Insulters. How do we deal with him or her? Well, some people would say, punch them out. Right? But that's not what Jesus would say. That's not what the Lord would say. Let's look at some of the scriptures which give us some some guidance on how to love and deal with people who insult you. All right? If you'd like, why don't you read them with me from the big screen here in the sanctuary and those of you watching online from your screen. 
Proverbs 5, verse 22. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. Here's how God wants you and me to respond to insulters. Proverbs 12, 16. Read it with me. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. Are you wise? Read it again. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. It's not easy to always stay calm, is it? Then look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Together. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do. And he will grant you his blessing. Wow. Wow. Then read 1 Peter 2, 21 and 23. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, and you must follow in his steps. He, that is Jesus, did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges. Those are some powerful verses of Scripture, aren't they? Sometimes if you really ponder them and reflect upon them, they can be overwhelming. So what do we learn from God's word from the verses we just read about how to deal with people who insult you or insult me? All right, I've taken the truths from those verses now and now summarize them. Here, here they are, okay? Number one, how do we deal? Number one, stay calm. Stay calm. Proverbs 12, 16 said, A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. Be calm. Be cool. Do you and I stay calm? Sometimes. Sometimes not so easy to do so, right? How do we deal with people who insult you? Second truth we glean from the scriptures we just read. Second is this. Don't insult them back. Don't insult them back. That's what 1 Peter 3.9 says. 
It, it says, don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. 1 Peter 2.23 says, He, Jesus, did not retaliate when he was insulted nor threaten revenge when he, when he suffered. You know, ju just think, just think. When Jesus was insulted and so mistreated, Jesus could have, could have turned, he could have turned every insulter into a little mouse. Could have turned every insulter into a little mouse. And then he could have, he could have brought in thousands of, of cats <laughs> to just do to those mice what they needed done to. You know? Oh, my wife got blessed by that, by that image. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Some of you still don't get it, I guess. <laughs> all right, so, so the scripture tells us, secondly, don't insult people back, right? The first was stay calm. Secondly, don't insult them back. Now, now it gets harder to do what God tells us to do. I need a drum roll, please. I need, I need a drum roll for this, all right? It gets harder. From the scripture, it gets, it gets harder, harder. All right, drum roll, please. All right, all right, all right. Uh, wait, 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 wait. My, my, my three-year-old grandchildren would say, again, again. All right, all right, again. Oh, right, amen, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, beautiful drum roll. I needed, I needed a drum roll because number three is, is so biblical it's what God tells us to do, but it's so tough to do. Number three is pay them back with a blessing. Right? Pay an insulter back with a blessing. That's what 1 Peter 3, 3, 9 says. Technicians, are you able to bring that verse back up? You showed it a little bit ago. 1 Peter 3, 3, 9. Are you able to bring it back up? Okay, all right. Why don't you read it again? Read it from the, from the big screen there. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. Did you know that's in the Bible? <laughs> Some of you are thinking, I wish, I wish it were not in the Bible, right? Let, let's be honest. That is hard to do, right? If, the, if, there is, if there is someone who has insulted you, would you like to pay them back this week with a blessing somehow this week? Now, some of you are thinking, you're thinking, you know, Pastor Nick, now you're talking crazy stuff. You're talking crazy stuff. No, no, I, I'm, I'm talking about how God 
wants you and me to live and to respond to people who hurt you, people who insult you and me. For you see, the world says, the world says, if someone insults you, insult them back even more. Right? God says, pay them back with a blessing. Pay them back with a blessing. The nerve of God to say that. You know? Someone would say, don't be so weird, God. But that's what the Lord says. That's what the Lord says. Pay them back with a blessing. Here's a fourth way as to how to deal with insulters. Leave the insulter in the hands of God. All right? 1 Peter 2.23 says, He, Jesus, left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. Who always judges fairly. God can handle those kinds of things better than you and I can. Number five, number five, how to deal with, how to respond to insulters. Number five, be assured that God will grant you a blessing. Be assured that God will grant you a blessing for not retaliating with insults and for paying them back with a blessing. That's right. God will grant you a blessing for not retaliating with insults and for paying them back with a blessing. 1 Peter 3.9, remember, says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. And that is what God has called you to do. And, and he will, he will grant you his blessing. Do you want his blessing? I'm sure you do. By the way, do you go around insulting people? Do you go around insulting people in your family, at work, at school, at church? If you do, Stop it. Stop it. That is not what God wants you, me, or anyone to be doing. Very simple, very straightforward. It might be, if you're one who does this, it might be that what you need is the cleansing work of God's Holy Spirit to work in your heart and life. Is that what you need? The good news is the Lord is able to cleanse and purify us on the inside so that instead of insulting, we speak blessings. Amen? Amen. All right. So we just talked about insulters and how, how to respond, how to deal with folks in that category. I want to take you now to another group of people. 
The volcanoes, the volcanoes, destructive people. These are people who have uncontrolled anger. They can be called the, the volcanoes. They never know when, well, you never know when they will erupt. But when they erupt, you know it. When they erupt, they leave scorching lava in its path. Right? You may have heard about the volcano Mount Vesuvius near Naples, Italy. It erupted in the year 79 AD. That's the first century. And it destroyed. It destroyed the city of Pompeii completely in its path. And by the way, if ever you are visiting Italy, you should try to visit Pompeii, which is near the city of Naples. Uh, the volcanic ash, the volcanic debris buried it under 19 to 23 feet of ash, uh, which is what, about six or seven meters. It's, it, it was totally covered with volcanic ash and stone. And they, they've been excavating Pompeii for decades. Actually, they started the excavation in 1738. I thought I'd just look that up for the fun of it. And it's incredible. It's incredible to see a town literally from the first century. How many of you, by the way, have seen Pompeii? Just slip your hand up. How, how many of you? Okay. A few of you have. Yeah, when, when, when I visited there some years ago, I walked down those roads and I just, it's hard to describe the feeling. It's hard to describe what I felt walking along the roads and seeing the buildings that the people lived in in that very first century. All right, if, if you have a volcano in your life, there are times, there are times when you feel like you have to walk on eggshells, right? And the family lives in fear as to, as to when the next explosion or the next eruption is going to occur. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And here is what God says about volcano people from the Holy Bible. Read these verses with me. Psalm 37, verse 8. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. Right? Proverbs 14, verse 29, together in unison. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. But, by the way, isn't that interesting? Some people think that when, when they lose their temper, they're just being so cool. <laughs> the Bible says a hot temper shows great foolishness. Proverbs 29, verse 22. Here it is. An angry person starts fights. A hot-tempered person commits all kinds of sin. And then we have the Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27 passage, where it says, And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. 
When you hear, when you hear of, of some really terrible things happen in our communities, many times, many times, it started with a volcano erupting. It started with someone's terrible anger just exploding. All right? Well, how, how should you and I respond to volcanoes? What should we do? Stay away from hot-tempered people. Stay away. This is what the Bible says, Proverbs 22, 24. It says, don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people. In other words, don't go out of your way, don't go out of your way, especially to become friends with someone who has a major anger problem. Now listen carefully. This can save someone's life. Ladies, if you know, if you know that a particular man has a serious anger problem, Please do not date him. Do not date him. You are not, you are not going to cure his anger problem. You might end up becoming his punching bag. Seriously. Men, men, if you know that a certain woman has a serious anger problem. Men, are you listening? If you know that a certain woman has a serious anger problem, please do not date her. No matter how sweet, no matter how cute, no matter how lovely she is, no matter how much money she has. Okay? Men, do not date her. Why? Because she will have you arrested Faster than you can say, what happened? <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you've been through it. And then a few of you are thinking, oh, Pastor Nick is just talking possibilities. No, I'm talking reality. Many of us do have a family member or friend or a co-worker who is a volcano. Uh, here are some ideas, ideas for you to, to help a volcano person who is a part of your life. And I read these in an article called, What Can Friends and Family Do? The strange thing was I could not find the original author. But here are some ideas that can assist all of us. And I encourage you to take notes, okay, because there, there, there are times, there will be times when you need some of these ideas to help you. All right, what can we do? Number one, stay calm. Stay calm. Although you probably have a lot of difficult feelings of your own, 
if you can stay calm, it can help to prevent the anger from escalating. Did you know that? All right. Stay calm. Number two, try to listen to them. Listen, listen. If possible, allow an angry person time to communicate their feelings without judging them. Oftentimes, when someone feels that they are being listened to, they are more liable to hear, to hear other people's points of view as well. Got that? Sometimes, just being given permission to communicate angry feelings can be enough to help someone calm down. And a person with an anger problem said this. These are the words of a, of a very angry person. Here, here it is. I'm quoting. This angry person said, The worst thing is for people to tell me to calm down or say that whatever caused my anger doesn't matter. People, he says, people listening and accepting my feelings help me the most. So, try to listen. Third idea to help you in dealing with volcano. Third idea. Give them space. Give them space. If you notice that continuing the conversation is going to make it worse, give them space to calm down and think. This could be something like going into another room for a while or spending a day apart. It's important to give yourself space as well so you don't find yourself getting too angry as well. All right? Here's a fourth idea to help you deal with very angry people. Fourth idea. Set boundaries. Set boundaries. This can be difficult to do, but it is important to set limits and boundaries. Decide in your mind what sort of behavior is or is not acceptable. Not acceptable to you, and think about what action you will take if someone, if someone crosses that line. You don't have to put up. You don't have to put up with behavior that makes you feel unsafe or seriously affects your own well-being. Here's the fifth idea to help us deal with volcanoes. Okay? Fifth idea is help them identify their triggers. Help them identify their triggers. This is something you can try 
when you are both feeling calm away from the heated situation. Okay? All right? Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't know if I should include this. <laughs> anyway, one of, to make, make it clear, my, my wife is not a volcano. She is not a volcano, okay? Cindy, say amen. <laughs> she is not a volcano, but one of my wife's triggers is talking about her in my sermon without her permission. <laughs> Therefore, I won't say anything about her. Amen. All right? Today. <laughs> All right? Uh, my friends, identifying someone's triggers for anger. Uh, pork? Does pa Pastor Lisa have any triggers for anger? No. She, oh, she's perfect. Like, like you. <laughs> uh, what a wise man he is, eh? <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Lisa, just look at him. <laughs> okay. Identifying someone's triggers for anger can help can help you both think about ways that you can avoid triggering situations and plan how to handle them and how to communicate when they do arise. Make sense? However, try not to be judgmental or accusatory. Important. While it can be useful to give specific examples of when you remember, when you remember them getting angry, be aware that this is probably upsetting for them to think about. Okay? Here's a sixth idea that can help. Number six. Support them to seek professional help. For example, you could help them arrange an appointment with a counselor, or you can try to find an anger management course that he or she can attend. And then a seventh truth that, to help us, number seven, obviously pray for them to conquer their anger. Pray for them to conquer their anger. And number eight, number eight, look after your own well-being. It can be difficult at times to support someone else, so make sure, make sure you are looking after your own well-being as well. Amen? So there you are. There you are, some ideas to, to help in dealing with a volcano, okay? Here, here they are. I hope, I hope they can show up on the screen, just uh, going through them. All right? Here they are. Stay calm. Try to listen to them. Give them space. Number four, set boundaries. Five, help them identify their triggers. 
Six, support them to seek professional help. Pray for them to conquer anger. Number eight, look after your own well-being. Let me ask you, are you a volcano? Are you a volcano? Do you have a serious anger problem? First of all, if you do, if you do have a serious or major anger problem, first, I encourage you, I beg you to pray and ask God to help you conquer your anger issue. I've seen this cause too many, too many heartbreaks over the years in families, in other situations. Secondly, if you have a serious anger problem, ser secondly, I encourage you to make an appointment with a Christian counselor who will help you discover the, the root causes of your anger and the steps you can take to be victorious over those root causes. I encourage you to, for example, see uh, Reverend, Reverend Arnie Grace Sandy. She is an ordained minister, also a wonderful licensed counselor. She has an office here in our building at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene. And if you, if you consult her, it would be nice if you would also pay her. She's worth getting paid. Amen? So, I encourage you to pray. Seek a counselor. Number three, number three, I encourage you to enroll in an anger management course which will also help you. There are some very good anger management courses that, that people find very helpful. And then number four, number four, fourth means by which you can be helped is I, I preached, I presented two messages on manage your anger on May 24th and June 14, 2020. All right? I encourage you to watch those messages on YouTube. Different people have, have said that they found those two sermons on managing anger very helpful. And perhaps they could assist you. All right. We have talked about, in this message, we've talked about what? The insulters. And now we've just talked about the, the volcanoes. In my last week's message, I spoke about the gossipers. And after the church service, a precious young adult spoke with me and told me of how high school had been a terrible experience for that dear person. High school had been a terrible experience mainly because some students constantly gossiped about that dear individual. That precious person was deeply hurt by the gossip. 
today, as I have talked about the insulters, some of you, some of you are still dealing with emotional pain because of insults that you have endured. Perhaps this past week, perhaps last month, perhaps even years ago, you're still wrestling with emotional pain from those insults. Today, as I talked about the volcanoes, some of you have gone through a lot. You've gone through a lot because of the terrible anger, in some cases the anger of a father, a mother, a brother, a sister, or someone at work or at school. If it will help you, if it will help you, I invite you, I invite you to come to the altar, stand or kneel, whatever you wish. I invite you to come to the altar in a few moments and, and pray and say, Dear God, heal me. Heal me from my hurt that I've been struggling with for months or years. Lord, heal me from the hurt, from, from the insults. Or God, heal me from my hurt, from the volcano in my life. If you, if you are the person who has been the insulter and or the volcano, the good news is God, God can forgive you. God can forgive you and help you. You too can come to the altar and pray and seek God's forgiveness and seek the Lord's help. I lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help, says the Bible. My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He can help those who have been insulters. He can help those who have been volcanoes experience victory. And he can help those of you who have experienced deep hurts over the years because of insults, and because of someone's anger. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we're thankful to know that when we come to you in simple, simple faith, just as we are, we're grateful to know that you, you, hear us. You hear our prayers. And you are able to forgive us if we have been the ones belting out insults across the years for whatever reasons. You are the, the one who is able to forgive us for uncontrolled anger. And I pray, O oh Lord, that some dear folks listening today in the sanctuary online, on the radio, 
would be willing to reach out to you and say, Lord, I need your forgiveness for the wrongs that I have done, for the sins I have committed. And Lord, we're thankful to know that you are able to bring wonderful, beautiful help and healing to hearts, to dear individuals who have been badly hurt because of insults and or because of someone's anger, whether it happened in the family, at work, at school, or perhaps even in church. Lord, I pray, I pray that you would assist each one in accordance with their need. Let it be so. You love each one. And we're thankful for the love that you extend to us in such beautiful ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.